0: Welcome to another edition of Father Time, uh, the true guide to all things dadding. Uh, my producer is joining me as always, Mr. Andy Lerner. How you doing? Hey, Andy. Any kids yet?
1: Not that I know of. Still
0: no. Still no. still no? no. Uh, that's why I'm, he's... I'm working on it. Are you? I feel like you're not.
1: No, I'm
0: not. No, you're not. No. He is the voice of reason for <laughs> us because anytime we start to go crazy about our kids, he's yeah. the man who, who steps up and goes, hey, shut the... Blank up. My guest today uh, is uh, a friend of mine I've known for a few years now. We met at the GI Film Festival. Uh, He is a former Ranger, uh, Army Ranger, three tours, uh, a former federal agent. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he has parlayed his military experience and his expertise into a new career being a uh, an internet sensation and an entertainer. And that's where it we sounds met. Sounds like a fine career. Yeah. He uh-huh. was in a movie called Range 15 that you guys got made. You crowdfunded through yeah. uh, your group, Drinking Bros, which is one of the most amazing stories of all time we'll get to. Uh, you guys are also the owners of Article 15 Clothing, Lead Slinger Whiskey, uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, you have a children's book called My Military Dad Does Things a Little Different. My uh, my guest today, please welcome Mr. Vincent Vargas, alias Rocco, alias Big Poppy. That's a <laughs> That's long a, intro, dude, for uh, a guy maybe, so I'm young. I'm sorry,
2: you could have just said Big Poppy. Just Big <laughs> yeah. Poppy, and everyone would know? I get it. It's yeah. like yeah. Madonna, I would have found for share. the Red Sox if I had heard that. <laughs> I get tagged a lot for his stuff.
0: Do you? Yeah. 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 Dude, you are out here visiting us, you uh, you live in Texas where you guys have a uh, giant compound and, and now you guys are heading to Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's correct. To, yeah. to create and you're out here doing a little business and you did some Dads in Parks and now you're nice enough to come and uh, here, here's what's amazing, like that resume isn't enough, he has, uh, Andy, six children. That's six
2: more than me. I actually started a business uh, renting them out. You <laughs> yeah, should! Yeah! Just, oh my you know, gosh. Next time you ask me
1: if I have kids, maybe I'll have one either. Yeah, you just rent one out, you know, you go to the <laughs>
2: mall, walk around. Maybe pick up some numbers, whatever.
0: Uh, we used to talk about that with like my babies when they're little babies. <laughs> just my buddies, some of my single friends really want it. They go, "Hey, I'll take your kid that. to the mall," yeah. and I go, "That's really kind of creepy." Puppies yeah. work better. And you know what? I bet that's true. Yeah. Puppies don't work better because when you have a child, then the woman goes, "He's he makes sh- a good that's father?" A responsible, yeah. Man. That's yeah.
1: A, not a puppy. I've kept a puppy alive for many years, Andy, I think
0: we're <laughs> done with you for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's- uh, talk a little bit about the Drinking Bros, and um, then we'll go back and 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 kind of get get to where you get there.
2: No worries. Uh, the Drinking Bros is a it's just community a community we created on Facebook that uh, essentially it started by us wanting to give an outlet to veterans and give them a place where they don't feel alone, like minded individuals. Right. It started with just really a focus towards veterans, and then it kind of opened up to you know, your pro Second Amendment, your your pro America, your uh, pro law enforcement, and just just. Like-minded, cool stuff. You know what I mean? We Who drink heavily. It, well, most of them,
0: yes. <laughs> I love that you took an ex-former uh, military group and goes, you know what, we should name it. What should we
2: name it? Former military drinking bros. <laughs>
0: well,
2: it's, it kind of does fit. Yeah, it does. And yeah. it's, it's turned into more than what we... Uh, initially anticipated, you know it's and it's it's you, Matt Best, uh, Jared Taylor, Jared Taylor, yeah, and we're the, we're the three that initially started that. And, and were you we...
0: guys sitting around one day and you said we should start?
2: Well, we wanted to do a podcast, and so how do you get a little bit of a steam behind a podcast? You kind of have to develop a following. We already have a following through YouTube and everything else, but we wanted to try and see how the podcast would work. So we thought the podcast name would be Drinking Bros, and we'd start this community. We started the community, and we didn't even do a podcast for another six months. And so we, when the podcast went off. Boom! We were hitting top of the charge because we were initially already had twenty thousand followers yeah. jumping right on board to download the podcast. Right. So it just it turned out to be a, brilliant. Yeah, it, 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 turned, it was a smart scheme of events. Yeah. You know the way it worked out because I've shared Father Time. I met
0: you guys at the GI Film Festival, and then you guys have been so kind. And so I'll share something, and they all share Father Time, and immediately the numbers. Yeah, it's a community it, of people who knows this is what we like.
2: Well, they support you know you're a veteran. It's it's yeah. kind of things like we, we try and help veterans even if you're not even if you're a civilian, but if you support veterans doing going out there doing more positive stuff yeah. like that's what it's for. You know, it's an outlet for guys like you and me to express ourselves and and again, guys look at you as an inspiration as much as they look at me as an inspiration. It's veterans that get out of the military and do more successful stuff because we you know a lot of times um,
0: all we all. All people focus on is the negative. Right, guys correct. getting out. And I can't get a job, and depression, correct. and suicide those, and stuff. Yeah, but exactly. a lot of guys, like the military, got me out of New Hampshire. Otherwise, I might still be there working yeah. in the local store because I, all of a sudden, I saw the world because of the military. Right, and, and I, feel, I feel like
2: I grew. You know, I what I totally mean, I grew. became mature. Yeah, you know, mature. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to really see life because I was just a college kid playing baseball and hoping that dream would would be successful. And I had a kid at the time, and I decided to join the military to give her hopefully some, you know, some kind you of. You had a kid in college. Yeah, my first Holy. one right now, yeah, she's 14 years old, and so, uh, you know, and and that was one of those big decisions you had to make right there, it's like, am I going to be a dad? Right. You know, this goes back to, like, how I was raised, and, you know, what's important to me, and I was like, yeah, and so what am I going to do? I'm not going to be jumping around baseball team to baseball team, hoping I could get picked up by the pros. Right. I decided to join the military. Yeah. You
0: know? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk
2: about how you, you were raised. Where uh, where did you grow up? Um, how many siblings? I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, you know, I have an older brother, older sister, and a twin sister. You know, my father. A twin? I do I have a twin. I did sister. not yeah. know that. I don't tell a lot of people that. I think it's. I sometimes forget it myself. It's just my sister. You know. Right. Then just did tell a lot of people. Yeah. What now you, everyone knows You,
0: grow, you know, like, twins a different thing. You grow up into somebody the, who's the,
2: exactly you, but just different. Well, we're fraternal twins, so the boy and a girl is different. You right. know, but at the same time, like that's all I know. So people are like, "Man, it's crazy." I'm like, "Well, I don't know anything different. That's my <laughs> twin sister. She's right. always been there." You know. And you guys were the youngest. Oh yeah, yeah, we're the youngest. I was the first. I was actually the. I am the youngest. She's older by two minutes. So you are uh, you're a twin, and you are the youngest of
0: four, and you grew up in the San Fernando Valley. What was that? What was your childhood like?
2: It was interesting. My my father's a Puerto Rican man that moved to L. A. at 14 years old. Grew up in the East L. A. Um, Echo Park area. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of got involved in some some gangs and stuff like that. But you know, those times gangs was different. It wasn't more wasn't the gangbanger days. It was more of the it's jets chains. and sharks. They yeah, sang. exactly. They <laughs> they hung out with they uh, Wood, with Bradley Wood. Yeah, feel
1: like. danced a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell him
0: that. <laughs> Uh, hey, how many bullets in that gun, Chino? He said,
1: yeah, we're, we're doing obscure no, musical references from the 60s. And you're, you're acting like I'm going to know what you're You talking.
0: know what I'm talking about, West Side Story. West Side Story, I do. Um. So, obviously,
2: pretty amazing story he came out of there. Yeah, man, he's tough. He, he got in trouble, joined the military, became a Marine, uh, did a couple years there. And then, uh, you know, he continued on with his efforts of trying to be a good father because that was something, he, you know, he started having my brother and then my sister. He had luckily got into the fire department and he did 31 years and retired. Wow, yeah. that's awesome! L.A. city firefighter, and now uh, he's considered one of the biggest cutmen in boxing. He's a uh, cutman, Carlos. Yeah, have you ever seen him? You'll see him that's if you watch. Crazy! Oh, it's been wild ride for him. But uh, just to see where he came from, you right. know, he's a real street kid. Uh, he raises hard, very, very uh, demanding. I mean, the military side of him really came out when it comes to, you know, you're waking up at seven in the morning, everybody, you know, and if, if you wake up at eight, the, all the day is gone. You know, you've, you voice it half the day, son, get up, you know, and so we did all you, had...
0: Did you resent him and fight
2: back? Oh, I, I, never, I never questioned, I don't think I've ever stood up to my own father. I had a lot of respect for him, still, you know, a lot of respect for him, but, oh, I definitely grew up with some resentment. I couldn't stand him. I thought he was just so like, a, just an evil, evil, mean dude, you right. know, like... If, uh, if we had a bad baseball game, he'd be pissed, you know what Really? I mean? And he wouldn't talk, you know, because he's very competitive in nature, and he wants right. to see his son do well. It was just a tough, tough upbringing. I mean, he's just a hard-nosed dude. And, uh, you know, we get spanked when we were wrong, and and uh, discipline, I mean, that's just part of the, the household, yes sir, yes ma'am, everything. It was just his very, very structured uh, living. Right. And uh, again, I, I didn't understand what the hell he was doing, man, until I had kids, you know, and then I slowly yeah. turned into my own father. What was, it, what was your mom like? Oh, she's a sweetheart. I mean, when we were younger, she's still mom. She was she was raising the four kids uh, while he's at the fire station doing his thing and so he was tough, but it, it, if you see my parents, it's kind of the yin and the yang. That mine are the same. Yeah. My my dad is fully tattooed, neck, chest, arms, legs, everything. And my mom has none. You know what I mean? Right. My dad is this this firecracker man. He he'll he's no fear of fighting anyone. No one's gonna cross him or disrespect him. My mom is just the sweetest, quietest, right. funny little thing, you know, and so them two together. Uh, it's just a blessing To see them go this long Through their marriage And all the ups and downs And just continue You know it's cool. Were there ups and, I mean do you remember fights? Oh, yeah. yeah Oh there's ups and downs And they had a small separation At one point And then they got back together And you know And it's it's, it's one of those things Where my mom gets real frustrated With my father's uh, I mean, My father can get a temper sometimes sure. The attitude Is just he's that Puerto Rican Kind of mindset No one no one Double crosses him that's so racist it, hey, that's my dad <laughs> hey, that's, that's my culture <laughs> I'm sitting here My wife's here Puerto Rican yeah. And she's just like Give me the eye <laughs>
0: My brother-in-law is from Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. Fredera. Steven Fredera. And yeah. yeah. Nicest guy. But yeah, he's not a, he's not a fighter. It's a, it's a fighting community, though. Yeah, right? it is. And so, Did you ever see him, like, were you in a parking lot
2: at a supermarket where he just threw down and started banging on somebody? I, I've seen him threaten a lot of people no one ever going through with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the guy, he's, he's scary. We've, I had Terrifying. A yeah, we were, he, I'm telling you, he would not back down from a fight. We were in a car one time coming home from Home Depot. Uh, He was also a framer on the side, so he'd do some framing. Went and picked up some tools. He didn't have enough jobs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I need need four more jobs. Four kids, you know, he just wanted to keep working. But uh, I remember where it's the old Toyota Tacomas where I'm sitting in the middle seat. I'm about nine years old. My brother's five years older than that. So he's about, you know, 14 ish. Uh, And my dad's getting road rage with these dudes in front of us. And he's telling them, pull over, pull over. You know what I mean? And the guy's actually pull over. And he's looking at us like, you guys ready? You better get out there. And we're like, what?
1: (laughs) What do you (laughs) want me to do?
2: I'm nine. I look at my brother. He goes, you better get out or he's going to kick your ass next. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So we stop the car. We all jump out and we're starting running towards these guys. And they get back in their car and they drive off. And I'm sitting there like, holy Crap, right. that was about to go down, but I was more terrified. If I didn't get out of that car, what was going to happen to me since my dad came back from whooping both those dudes' butts? That's crazy. It's just insane. And he laughs about it now. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't do that no more. I'm like, yeah, well, you're older now. But. Well, the problem is nowadays, I feel like, you know,
0: as oh, a man with the guns and the yeah, world, a lot of the first guy out of the car, like, don't ever get out of your yeah. car because some other guy just goes bang.
2: Well, that's we you out of the we car. We had the same conversation. And he was like, "Yeah, I think a few years after that, someone pulled a gun on him. Like, it really changed how he approached any kind yeah. of any kind of uh, you know, especially if you feel uh, threatened. Oh, and you're, everyone has guns nowadays. If, yeah. if some, if that guy was coming at my car, I'd be like, well,
0: I, yeah. I'll, I'll this is my story uh, yeah, with this is justified. Yeah. yeah, I'll go to the court, and see yeah. what they say about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was. He was a. He was an Did he man.
0: actually teach you to fight?
2: Yes, we grew up boxing. We grew up. You, know, you
0: had a, a bag. In oh, the we had the bag. Or... We had
2: the mitts. Uh, I used to. I used to come home from school, and there'd be two stools in the front grass, and you'd sit there putting the gloves on, and the next kid that showed up <laughs> wanted to fight, and you, 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 you threw down, you know, and it was just a a fighting culture, and I and I loved it. I loved yeah. the fight world. It was my brother wasn't the same. Like he he enjoyed it, but. I kind of grew the passion of fighting yeah. and still to this day, it's just something like we go to fights, we go watch them. Because I love watching fights and I love hitting things. Right. I have one problem with the
0: fighting and I think it's going to be the same as Andy's. I don't love getting punched in the <laughs> head. Andy. Yeah. I'm
1: reluctant to get hit.
0: <laughs> I don't. It's just not on my list. Some people love yeah. it. I yeah. used to bartend an Irish bar and guys would go at it. And that, if they didn't get into a fight in a Friday night, it was a bad night.
1: When I got in trouble as a teenager, um, My parents uh, lovingly enlisted me in the police athletic club, which was basically boxing. And there were two brothers who were famous. They were um, Pan-American champions, and they used me as their punching bag. That was the last time I decided I I would get hit. Yeah,
0: I remember boxing once or twice, and I was like, yeah, my head's ringing. Like, even if you win... A professional fight you still get punched in the face a lot
2: yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those things
0: you have to really be okay with getting punched in the face well,
2: i'm a wuss
0: yeah i'm a total like wuss man I,
2: I i don't like it i love it i love the fight thing but it's like i like more... verbal banter <laughs> that's
0: my thing you're man. really good at that yeah. but the problem is i'm so good at it that a lot of times it leads people, to a fight they want to punch yeah. me like most people who know me go i can't believe you haven't been punched in the face more often Really? Yeah, it's funny because I I've learned to edit now, but when I was younger, oh man, I couldn't keep my mouth shut, and That's I was nice. sharp and vicious, and yeah. people are like, I
2: can't believe you didn't get punched in the face. I, I mean, I teach my kids to fight. That's, if you've seen some of the I videos, I smart train to them, know I, how I to train do them, especially the girls. I think it's important. Did yeah. you go looking for fights as a kid though? No, I didn't. I, my dad's nothing He raised me with that same mindset. So like, I'm not a bully. I'm never going to be a bully. You don't you know. seem like I'm it. I'm the it's, guy that protects people. If you look bully. vicious, I mean, you have a persona about you, but then you meet you and you're you're a teddy
0: bear. you like the Rock man. You really. Are have you have that same persona of like that guy could kill me, but I feel like he would rather like bake me a pie? There you go,
1: that's probably that's, that's so that, true. How are your baking? Skills? Uh, I can cook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can cook. Yeah. <laughs> you need a cooking
2: show, yeah. I, right. you don't see
0: those? That's, I, that's, I, that's I right, Cooking I, I do. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh yeah. my god, I did see that. That's yeah. hilarious. That is really funny.
2: Um. Were you are you, uh, really close? Are you still close as a family? I am. Yeah, we're, we're we're one of those families that when we're all together it's fun. Everyone just yeah. laughs about the times we were younger and, and how my mom and dad raised us and we make fun of each other. It's very, very close in this family. Like I said, recently we went we all went to New York and flew to New York to watch a boxing match together and, the whole family. Yeah, besides my sister because uh you know, she couldn't find a babysitter for her two kids, but right. everyone else was there. My brother was there, his wife, my my sister, my, what dad, was the fight? my mom. Uh, it was the uh, Keith Thurman uh, Danny Garcia. It was a it was uh both those you could have just you could have told me that was the cast any name. Of a. New New yeah. sitcom and I'd be <laughs> like oh I, I, Danny Garcia is pretty funny I feel like Yeah in the boxing world it was it was a pretty significant fight and so we all flew out there to go watch I know it. Mayweather I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> When I watch it I love it I love I love MMA. MMA's
2: yeah. MMA is great. I mean it's a whole different it's a whole different mindset. You yeah. know what I mean? I love both of them. I have the respect for both of them and uh, they're definitely both different. Did you ever do any amateur fights? Were yeah, you... I did. I fought for the army. I did some uh, combative cells, so combat instructors. What are they the, called? The uh, army. What's the Is it the army team where they tra- well, travel? Well, I wasn't on a travel team. So you usually fight for your uh your base at the time and I was at Fort Sill and I used to be on the team out there. But you're a heavyweight too, right? Well, at that time I was 205. I fight at 205. I'd cut down. What's I would the... stand So 205 is going to be your your well, light, heavyweight, light cruise, heavyweight. Yeah, your cruiserweight. Cruise Right, yeah. It de- just depends on what with the league, yeah. but uh, yeah, two hundred five in uh, amateur boxing, I box at two hundred one, yeah. <laughs> and that, I'm boxing against firefighters and cops that right. don't have a lot of experience. I feel bad sometimes because <laughs> you're and they're just like pummeling them. You're like, look, I've done a little bit of that. <laughs> 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 that's how
0: I feel verbally. <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll like just destroy people, and I go, I feel a little bad. You're yeah. you're outmatched, and then they punch me in the face. It really that's where it goes south. We couldn't have. I mean, we, here's the funny thing: we kind of grew up similar. Parents, I think my yeah. father's like, but it was never boxing. No, no, it was a, it was a silver tongued wit yeah. more so than a, just verbal destruction. Oh, man.
2: No, my dad was uh, it was tough. I mean, he was also I, I, has he I, softened with age? Yeah, he has. I mean, he's, he's not just, still. He's not that guy picking fights. No, he won't. He won't. But he's not. A, he he won't back out of one. You know, he's still. Yeah. He's still. But, still but as gonna... a
0: firefighter, that's the guy you want. Right. Like if my house is on fire and my kids are in there,
2: I'm like, please for the love of God, let that guy come. Yeah. Yeah. Does he's... he have crazy stories of fires? No, he has a few. I mean. A lot of his career, he spent doing uh, nine one dispatching. He he got hurt in his wrist pretty bad, and then mm. eventually he started just doing the dispatching, and he kind of fell in love with that. Which psychologically is harder than anything. You're hearing around. all the bad calls, yeah. you know. And he's had some, a few things that you know had him tied down for a while mentally, you know, with uh, kids and drowning. Uh, uh, you know, he would be like, "Where the kids that are in the And he'd like get anxiety about it because of some of the bad calls he's heard, you know. And so, uh, you know, he spent even imagine just almost you, fifteen years of that. You pick up the phone at like two thirty in the afternoon, and it's like. Oh
0: my God! And you know that that person you're talking to, their life's changed yeah. for the rest. You know. Yeah, I mean, we had a, there was a that's, I, as a parent. That's oh, yeah. all of our greatest fears, right? And we, my I father try to forget about it,
2: so he can sit there and almost see where the the emergency is at. And my buddy's house, uh, we had a friend get shot with a, another friend playing with his dad's gun, shot him, hit him through the throat, hit another buddy of ours in the arm. The guy, the kid, comes running to us because we're home and we're just probably 15. My dad knows where the street is and he's calling right away, like, Are you there? I'm like, No, I'm at Roman's house. He's like, Okay, stay there. It was another firefighter's son who got hit. Oh no. And it was just this crazy and he's sitting there watching thinking, Oh my god, my son hangs out there. You know what I mean? So I imagine the fear hearing that two kids were shot, you know what I mean, right. on a 911 call and he knows the area very well, knowing was,
0: was your family big on guns? Because you are you're a big you're a gun guy. You Yeah, carry. but I
2: think we, I am. I am But we're,
0: you're also here's a I, you're so trained with it that I'm I'm okay with that. Right. But you know, you see the Walmart stories where some woman has a gun in oh. her purse and the two-year-old pulls it out and shoots her and you're like, she shouldn't have a gun. There's right. got to be more... Regulations. You have to go to eight eight weeks of school to cut hair as a barber.
2: Right no. but no. people can just go buy a gun. I know, and they're yeah, not no, trained. No, we 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 do it quite a bit. We go in there and buy a gun and walk out. And we're always every time we have a gun, we're like, God, I can't I believe can't it's so believe easy. They just <laughs> we, sold me. We that just gun. walk out of there. Right. And I'm like, look at me. They don't even question All you me. guys from yeah. the whole drinking bros. I yeah, mean, you
0: guys, you guys are the guys who are supposed to be carrying.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think there's a certain certain kind of mindset you would want having there that should gun be at least smart. A, you know, a driver's test, right? No, so I agree. You have,
0: like, you can't get a car if you can't pass a
2: driver's test. Yeah, I test. agree. I, I think it's funny how some people like they get mad about like, oh, you want to regulate our gun laws? Like, well, why don't we make it a little bit harder? What's the big deal? You know, we're not in any rush. I'm it's not in a rush right. to get a gun. It
0: should be a uh, a, a privilege,
2: privilege. Yeah. is what I think. I agree.
0: We all should all, uh, like the same way. We all have the privilege to drive or do right. anything. But you, I mean, so many people are not trained and go, "I'll get a gun for safety," and you're like, "You're you're dead." Yeah, it's
2: you're, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, we didn't grow up a lot with guns. I mean, we are. Your father still, was your father a gun guy? No, he says he's had one. I've never seen it. You know, we never went looking so he for was, it. So that's where you learned it from. He right. was kind of a smart guy. Yeah. And, and, uh, at the same time, like California, you know, it, it just seems there's not a lot, a lot of gun people. You know what I mean? It's it's now. I was thinking in the past 10, 15 years it's gotten more prevalent here. Yeah. But were it, were me, like my sister terrified of guns. Yeah. We didn't have it, right? We weren't growing up. I wasn't raised hunting or anything like that, you know? Like, it was raised fighting. I was raised sports. And so I became more of a gun guy after the military, during the military, you know? And specific weapons. I don't I don't care about half the other crazy things out there. I know several weapons, and I know those well. Right. So I stick with those. And that's yeah. definitely what, it, what I would be... I, I want to own a... Ar, an AR-15. That's sure. something I want to own because that's something I, I shot throughout the military. Right. And then uh, I have pistols because I'm comfortable shooting those now. See, I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I,
0: I'm okay with that, and people give me grief because like I'm not trying to control guns. I just want to make everybody a little safer.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, agree for safety's sake. So you, so you were a big baseball player. Were you a good student as well? No, it's terrible, man. I just, and actually, just recently we found out that. Uh, one of my sons has dyslexia, uh-huh. and so we kind of determined that's probably what I had Do as you, a kid. A and, lot of people don't figure it out till later in life. We didn't know. Well, I didn't read my first book until the military. Yeah, I, actually grad- right? I graduated high school with a fifth grade reading level. I barely got through college with... I did theater classes, I did art classes, I right. did ceramic classes, anything to keep me eligible to get a 2.5 just so I can play baseball. You know, a lot of actors are dyslexic. Yeah. That's why they memorize things well, That's off why paper. I told them to send me the script uh, right. on the side note, I, yeah. you know, for this audition, I'm like, send me the script yeah. early because she's going to have to read it out for me because sure. I'm reading just the email wrong. I thought we are having brunch, and she goes, no, we're going to go over to lunch. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, we're going to eat and talk? That's cool. And I'm like, no. She goes, no, you guys are going to go over to a bunch. And I'm like, oh, I, sp- I read it brunch. <laughs> You're showing up yeah, the audition yeah. like, hey, I'll have waffles yeah, and uh, yeah. what do we orange use? juice. Yeah, and this what is just... talking about exactly. And so, uh, That's that really... must have been frustrating. Talk about that as a kid, though, because were you embarrassed going through yeah. school? Oh, Did you man. understand? Did you play it off? Like, yeah, I was a oh, kid. Know what you're talking about. You remember how they used to? You used to have to read in an order, and everybody reads two sentences. Yes, or so? I'm I'm counting who finding my sentence and trying to read it. And there's times I fought with teachers like, no, I'm not reading today. I'm not reading because I knew I was going to look like a fool. And they couldn't, they couldn't see kids what was going on. And no one. And my mom realized later, she goes, Vinny, I think you were dyslexic. I was like, Mom, I'm almost positive I was. Because I I still don't spell very well from just all the years of not really doing it. But I, I read my first book, like I said, when I was 23. That's crazy. And, and it's just now. I mean,
0: I didn't I didn't read much. But it was mostly because I didn't want to. Yeah. I, I, I just waited for the oh, movies think- to come out.
1: I never heard the word dyslexia until I was like 25 years old. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a thing.
0: No.
2: It, it, when I was a kid, too, you just, I never heard dyslexia. It was – uh, it, they were slow. Slow learner. Yeah. Slow. Yeah, well, my son – so my son writes everything backwards, right? You know, his B's and D's are flipped. His his A's are flipped. His Q's yeah. are flipped. Everything's flipped. And my mom showed me a paper just the other day. We went to her. She, yes, goes, was she goes, hey, look, I found one of your old papers. I'm like, mom – that doesn't tell you right there. She goes, we didn't know about those programs at the time. It wasn't... It was something- our other guest. We had another guest who had the same thing.
1: Yeah, I can't
0: recall. Now they're being identified so early that they can really... Yes, They correct. can rectify it yeah. and really help people. Exactly. Because it is. You just see everything in a mirror image.
2: Well, we've seen our son completely change uh, mentally. I've seen him, his confidence just completely drop. Because he knows he doesn't read well, so right. he won't make the effort to do it anymore. And it must be hurting everything because it seems like... Everything in his learning is slower. Like, it's taken him a long time to tie his shoes, just to learn to tie his shoes. Right. right. It takes him a long time. If you say, hey, son, go get your red shoes, he comes down sometimes with blue shoes, because he's just not thinking. He's right. just, I think he's just kind of almost giving up on just kind of using a thought process and just going through life. And we're always like, no, man. So we're working with him harder than, we have a four-year-old who can read it at almost a second grade level. Right? You know what I mean? He, the 4 year old, is correcting him sometimes at homework, and it's like hard. It's like, "Ah oh, man. Like, this is tough because he feels it. He right. feels the, the, I guess, the pressure that his brothers and sisters, I mean, there's six, right? So he's seeing everyone blast right past him in the skill sets of reading. It's got to it, be frustrating and, as yeah, a child. Yeah, and, and we can see it, when it. And we're obviously taking way more time with him. Right. But uh, it, it took a while for us to even identify that, you know? Were you the only one in your brothers and sisters who, who, who yes. kind of had that? Yeah, the rest of them were very, very, very bright, and, and they they made it pretty easy through school.
0: Yeah. That must have been crazy trying to get through school like that. So you finished high school, but they did they just keep passing you even though you didn't man, so, did you finish the work? Yeah, or were they like, like you, you know, were such you, a good athlete that show, they kind of helped you?
2: That helped me a lot, being a good athlete. Uh, charm. Honestly, charm just Charms be, everything. I talk just, about
0: that in my stand-up. I'm like, it, Charm is everything was, in life. I've
2: had teachers that would just tell them, like, he's the cutest little boy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. What a good kid. You know, like, what? The kid can't read. Okay. Hey, uh, just move him on to the next yeah, year. It, and it happened i, I uh, me and my twin sister, we were in the same class together. It was the volleyball coach. She played volleyball. I played baseball. He loved me. He wanted to go he always watched me play baseball. Mm-hmm. I sat there and did nothing all day and I gotta see. She did everything I gotta be. And, got a B. and yeah. she was pissed. She was like, Why does he pass? I was like, well, it's me. It's Vince. Like all the people in school, kind of knew me already as this ball player, and it was right. just, you know, it didn't. But really you showed up too. I showed and up. Every that's day. my other thing. I try every to tell day.
0: people: I go, look, I have friends who fail out of out of high school. How do you fail out? You can't. If no. you show up every day, no teacher is going to fail you. I think college is kind of similar in a way. If you yeah. just show up show and you up. show eagerness to learn,
2: nobody is going to fail you. Show all you got to do is show up, and that's what I did. I was there every day. I think a I had three, three years in a row, never missed a day. And mom was like, "Why?" I was like, I, "I can answer things in class. If they're talking to me and I'm, I'm right. picking that up, that's easy. Don't ask me to go home and read two chapters. I'm not going to get it done." Well, you—it
0: seems like you've overcompensated because your your verbal skills are amazing I because it. you felt like you couldn't communicate in, yeah. on paper. Yeah, it's You crazy. have to be in person.
2: And it's funny because. I've read some of my early, because I always wanted to be a writer. Like, for some reason, I was—I right. wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a writer. And I've wrote some stuff that I can't even believe how bad. Like, That's like I couldn't spell. And I couldn't even, me now, can't even read the word I was trying to write. And it's just crazy to see now Did that i Was your father giving you grief about it? Or was he... No, because it was one of those didn't... lives where they both, both family, both parents, you know, it was a dual parent working condition where my mother worked, my dad worked, my dad was a firefighter, so he'd be gone for three days, home for one, three right. days, two. My mom would be home. So you uh, kind by of a by latchkey by kid. 5.30. By 5.30, she's already getting me in the car to go to baseball practice. Right. I was like, she was like, you do your homework? Yep. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's done. Yeah. The books haven't moved in the backpack for over a year. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean? And <it's> just like, <laughs> you get in the car, you go to baseball well,
0: practice. It, you it must be charming because you got through that, and you, you got into college.
2: I did. I did. Well, I went to junior college first, played sure. at Valley Community College, got in trouble, went to Glendale Community College, um, became academic ineligible, jumped up to— Did you catch that, Andy? Did you, what, what, what
0: just happened where he was like— he goes, I
2: went to
1: this, I did this, got into a little trouble.
0: I jumped yeah. to uh, <laughs> some shenanigans.
1: I interpreted that as academic trouble. No, oh,
2: no, 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 no. no, no. no oh. The tone of voice, I was like, oh, oh no, he got into some trouble. I yeah, I got, I got in a little bit of trouble. Um, and so I had to leave schools, and then I went to another school. And again, academic problems, a little bit. You see, see, he just did it again. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of legal problems here and there. And so then. You know the
0: trouble? Oh, uh, she knows. he knows all the trouble.
2: She knows it all. She knows all the stuff. Were you in trouble with the law a little bit? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, I went up north, played some baseball out there with no distractions. Right at that time, uh, I already had you know the baby was was in in the oven still, and so I'm like, all right, back up a little bit. Okay, so
0: you are you you have a girlfriend? Yeah. Um, and so as as it happens, she she gets pregnant, and you're in school playing baseball. Yeah. And you when she was like, hey, I'm pregnant. What was your were you like?
2: What the sweet yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Am I going to do about this? It's kind of you, you have back, no income. None. No, I was a baseball player. Were you when, living at home? Yeah, of course. Still yeah. living at home. And when I wasn't playing baseball, my summers I was a, I worked at Champ Sports. You right. know, I You know, was a shoe shoe store guy. Sure. You know, and so and she's like, I'm having the baby. Right. And it's terrifying. Were you? Well, I'm not one of the guys that's going to say you need an abortion because right. that's just not me. Like, right. Very, very uh, family-oriented person. So. Are you religious? Uh, yes, I'm Christian. Okay. Uh, and so at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be dad. Fine. But we 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 weren't together. And so it
0: That's was happened to a bunch of my friends, right? Where they were like, so it's kind of like oh, you had already broken up before,
2: yeah. And it's just kind of uh, like, did you try to make it work, or were you just? Were you uh, share I did it until challenge? later on in the military. That was, that became my first. And you went back to her, yeah. That's that that wife. became my first wife, okay. yeah. And so I was just like, we were done. I was done with that. I was really trying to focus on the dream of being a baseball player. I put so much into that my whole life. Uh, and I kept going, I kept grinding for that. And then eventually I saw it kind of dwindling down to, to nothing where I'm in Kentucky. Acad- Did, were you acad- get drafted?
0: Were you doing AA? No, a? so I
2: ended up going into an NAIA college. I got a full ride to NAIA college in Kentucky away from everybody in LA, which I needed. Um, but again, I, I still had this persona of being this baseball player, sure. party life. And it caught up to me where it's I became, life. I became academically ineligible again. And uh Well you couldn't you you had a reading disorder. Yeah, yeah it, it exactly. makes total sense. It's gonna it, be tough because you, you get to a certain place where charm isn't gonna work. You have to doesn't. take the I, test. I couldn't get through your basic English class. Yeah, you know, and so uh all the frustrations with that, I kind of knew I was like, Okay, well it looks like I need to just join the military. And that's when, you know, after nine eleven, we're talking two thousand three. Right. I joined in early two thousand three and got in so I had a delayed entry program in October is when I got into the military. Fully knowing, like, all right, we're going to war and we're right. probably going to get killed, and that's fine because my daughter will at least have the you know, the 400,000 that they right. give you for dying in combat. And Is that, that how much it is? Yeah, it was at the time. Yeah,
0: I love that you know exactly how much it was because
2: well, for me, it was uh, I didn't know how to be a good dad, I only know what my parents taught me. Right. I, I barely seen the girl, you know, I saw her two uh, about two weeks after her first birth, after her birth, and, and, disappeared and then to Kentucky. Uh, then, yeah, I went to Kentucky, saw her again here it's and crazy. there, took off, and so I knew that. I wasn't good at anything but baseball. You know what I mean? it's like, all I knew. And so I was like, the military is like, well, well, let's just go to war. And if I get shot in the face, well, she gets her money, and I'm known as a hero for her. You right. know, So that was all I had. Uh, it turned out that I became pretty good in the military. And- yeah,
0: let's talk about that because, I mean, I, I'm a former Navy guy, and it's, yeah. I always love when guys, it, you know, it's, for you, it seems like the greatest thing that ever happened. To you. you went in to change your life. And right. Like, so yeah. you, you went in. Did they say you should be a Ranger, or were you no, like, I, I should go? I've
2: always been one of the athletic guys, yeah. very, very athletic and in and, and, and good shape. And so I kind of went in there tell him, like, look, what's the hardest thing you guys got? And what I can do because of my GT scores, right? right? And he was like, well, you can't do SF, Special Forces, because it's a, that's a, you need a 110. Yeah. I, have, I have a 108. And he goes, we don't have a two-point waiver. Eventually, they came. They had a two-point waiver. And that would be Green, green Bricks. That would give me Green Bricks, right? right. And so he was like, "Would you can be an Army Ranger. I'm like, sounds good. What's that? You know? And he's like, uh, go check out Black Hawk Down. Watch the movie. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> you know what I, mean? and so- I love that
0: that's, oh, you mean all the guys get killed? Yeah, that sounds like that should be right for me, Andy. Yeah, that's- I watched Mr. Roberts. With Jack Lemmon being really witty and funny with the captain, I was like, "Yeah, maybe the Navy's a,
1: maybe that's the place <laughs> for me." I watched Mister Rogers. So I,
0: <laughs> a I would, a I would for see me. McHale's Navy and go, "Yeah, maybe that's where I should be." Oh, he man. sees Black Hawk Down and goes, "Yeah, that's that's the life for me."
2: It was a really weird time in my life, man. And one of my friends was an ex Navy SEAL. He was a cook at a, the Tex Roadhouse I was working in mm-hmm. Kentucky, and he, his whole thing was, he, he kind of just kind of opened my eyes to, look, man, you know, the war's going on now. you either want to? Talk about like years down the road. Are you gonna you're gonna talk about being there? You're gonna hear stories about other people being there. And I'm like, no, man, I want to see it. Right? Like, I want to see what it's like. Like, if I'm going to war, I'm going to war. I'm not gonna go there to do water. And you did, yeah, I did three tours: yeah. two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. It was, uh, two to Afghanistan, one in Iraq. Two in Afghanistan, one.
0: In, uh, I mean, what what was it like when you get over there? Was it was it what you thought it would be, or were you like, eh, this is a little different?
2: The first tour was different. It was uh 2004. It was early on in the war in Afghanistan, and so. Uh, we did a lot of like walking around and just kind of dropping into rural locations and almost trying to pick a fight. You know what I mean? It's yeah. cause, because you, you're really still gathering intel on who's what, when, where, why. And uh, when we get to Iraq, that's where the game changed for me. That's where I realized I was terrified, I was excited. Uh, it was everything you can think of where yeah. you know you're getting shot at that day. Like, oh, we got another mission. Who's getting hit today or what's getting hit today? Are we getting blown up today? What's, what's going to happen? You go from one day where a vehicle gets blown up in front of you, luckily no deaths, and the next day you get hand grenades thrown at you and you're jumping on the floor diving out of the way. You know, and So it's like this crazy, crazy ride, and you you don't realize the significance of it until you get back to your bunk you're taking off your boots. You're like, whoa, that was a close one today, man. Yeah. And, you know, and that's when I started really riding. That's when I really started writing, like, dude, like, I'm writing these little missions down for my father, who wishes he can be there with me, because mm-hmm. he's just like, man, I missed the war, and I wish, son, I could be there. I got your back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm writing for myself to be like, well, today was a crazy one. And I'm writing to my daughter at the time. Dude, go back and look at some of that stuff now. I and do, go, man. I trip out. Because it's all... been
0: a while, and all of a sudden, nice. these memories just must flood back.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, when I was in the Border Patrol, I mean, this is so, After the three combat tours, I get out of the military, work for a prison, and I'm already... I'm having daydreams. You know, I'm going through the whole all the, all the symptoms you see of post traumatic stress. Are there any crazy story? I mean, was it just nonstop over the days where you're like, wow?
0: I mean, do you have very specific one or two days where you're like that, like the craziest day of
2: all time? Uh, see, I, I don't think I've ever had to experience that craziest day of all time. I know for a fact that the craziest day for me was a mission that I missed because I ended up having to deal with the the dead bodies after. I right. had to do the, you know. Greeting the family Giving them the gold star Carrying one of my best friends You know those, those That's the day uh, I wish I didn't miss But at right. the same time I, I wouldn't have been home to, to do the proper thing As well for the family And so It is you know, odd Do
0: you have Is there a, You know There's always a survivor's remorse where you, oh, that's, you missed the one yeah. mission one day And that was a yeah. bad mission And
2: that's what carried that For years It ate me alive It ate me alive That I should have been there that, Yeah I wish I Maybe uh, I could have taken those off the chest A little bit better than they could have You know maybe, Well the short The first time I met you The short film you did Right was that kind of based on that? It was a loose that? representation. Of, yeah, because you, know, me you going came back sh- and you know
0: it talks about guys going through drugs and alcohol problems yeah. after because they can't they can't
2: physically deal with what they went through. Yeah, and it's and, and like I said, these guys have to struggle a lot with PTSD, and I don't see I have so much of that. You know, there's yeah. small small hints here and there. that I can tell you, you know, like I said, I, I daydreamed a little bit here and there, yeah. but, but it was more the survivor's guilt. You know, and the remorse of. I wish I was there, man. Maybe, maybe I could have stopped it. Maybe I could have seen something sooner. Or maybe, you know, maybe it would have been me. And I think that guy's a better man than me, and he probably should have made it's it not, you know? It's all coincidence. And it's it's just, all yeah, sheer it's, dumb it's, luck. Yeah, it's it crazy. really
0: is, and it's hard yeah. for people to just comprehend that. It's just mathematical. Yeah, it's hard. It's wild, and man. you can't change stuff. It's yeah. like nine eleven. It's like anything that happens to any.
2: Yeah, thing, that, you, know? you know, it's funny. You know, that's kind of what paved the direction of what I do now. Like the reason I went to the border Patrol was because one of those gentlemen used to tell me about the border Patrol. And say, that's what he wanted to do. So I got out of the most, like, I'm doing Border control. That's why Forrest Gump got into shrimp boating. Right. No, it's that's a that's terrible reference, Andy. But that is <laughs> people exactly... People are listening like, why same. would you say yeah, that? That guy, is not man? the same. The that is s-
0: not the same. We all make... You have to make a joke about stuff, no. right? Well, that's where our it's humor... gallows humor. Gallows humor, I definitely learned in the military. Yeah. Like, yeah. before that, you know, it's all, you know, people always say, oh, I'm the guy who laughs at a funeral. I kind of do. Right. Because... You know, life is what is it is. a weird thing. You, I, make, you I, make the best of it. I
2: think it starts from my dad. I mean, being a firefighter for all those years, he sees he a lot of shit. Yeah, and so, he, you know, you, you laugh about weird stuff, and then you get in the military, like, man... You, you make fun of your buddy who you loses his leg You know what I mean You just do this you stuff You have to But yeah. the thing
0: is If I lost my leg I'd be the first guy To crack a joke about right. it like,
2: Oh I'd be leaving my foot Plays trying yeah. to scare people
0: Well I hope <laughs> to is a autobiographical Horrible stories yeah. And people laugh And it's because we all We all have the same stories yeah. But we're afraid to share them yeah. Because they're so
2: embarrassing But the truth is We all go through the same shit Dude, it's, it's, that's, dude that's part of my public yeah. speaking I say like look, look We all have shit yeah. We all go through shit Yeah It's how you transition through shit It's how you uh, react to that shit Yeah it's Whether you're gonna come out On the other end You know. It, this whole thing with like our our companies the article 15 and, and Matt Bass all those all the stuff that he's created from the beginning it's all been making fun of ourselves and you yeah, have to you can see it find in the humor yeah. in all the crap that we've done we did one about PTSD a girl walks in with, with balloons and it pops and we freak out you know what I mean? yeah. I'm, I'm pulling a gun out one guy jumps and screams yeah. and we're going contact left contact left and she's like, it's just a balloon, right? And we posted it. There were people like, I have friends that have PTSD. Like, wait, wait, wait. You don't know who you're talking about. The guys who made this have PTSD. That's, that's
0: why well, you guys are the greatest guys to do it, because you fucking walked the
2: walk. You right. did, you know. Yeah. I think that's what carried us, to. is we have some legitimacy behind our yeah. experience. You know, there's we're not just guys talking about military and not experiencing Like, no, we all have crazy amounts of tours and experience. Yeah. You know, Matt himself has crazy amounts of contracts outside as well. Jared has some of the craziest, craziest stories from the military. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I had the least amount of common experience out of all of these guys, but then I had the continued service outside that with the border patrol and the prison stuff, so all of us combined, we have crazy amounts of experience, and so right. you really couldn't talk bad about our backgrounds. You can only talk bad about our humor. People are so I'm
0: sensitive saying. nowadays. You know, it's like they can't talk about anything. It's like, yeah. who can- it's like what happened is like sticks and stones will break my bones and words will never
2: hurt. But nowadays it's like oh you can't say no. I can say that. It's just a word. Well, Get it's over weird it. Because that's what's happening with our kids too. I mean, you, you, your kids are still young, but yeah. we're dealing with the teenagers who are talking bad about it. other teenagers and the girls, and they're all sensitive. Girls are committing suicide because they're getting cyberbullied. You know, yeah, and it's, it's like wait a minute, blind. why are you so weak? Someone cyberbullied me. I'd find them and beat their ass. You know what I mean? But some people aren't as strong as I, you. <laughs> Well that's why I try and raise my kids to be able to defend themselves
0: verbally I and physically. This is how we avoid cyberbullying. Every year on your birthday, you have to take a nude photo of yourself and make it your Facebook page profile. <laughs> and then there's and then everyone's naked on the internet. There's no more like like the Marines now are yeah. going through that whole thing where they oh, took man. nude photos and of all the people. And
1: only elect politicians who have done that. Yes.
0: <laughs> We not only see your taxes, we want to see your junk. That's right. we, if you, without you're, showing your junk, you're not getting if elected. If you
1: didn't have some naked pictures of yourself in college posted on Facebook, you're not even eligible. Dude, yeah. if
0: Facebook was around when I was in college, I would be in serious trouble. <laughs> There's some photos. I got arrested <laughs> see, in wouldn't. college. You wouldn't, I because
1: wouldn't. it would be out there and that's life. You know what I mean? That's the thing.
0: Can you be comfortable enough with your own? Yeah. It's so funny because when I was younger, I was probably more sensitive about my body. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like my wife's like, put some clothes on. I I'm walking a, around the backyard. Like, a, you're, you're, the the <laughs> <There's>
2: <laughs> you're the old guy at the gym. You're
1: the old guy at the
0: gym. You know why? Because uh, you don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, you're like, why was I so concerned about it? Who yeah. we're all, we yeah. all have weird, oddly shaped bodies. Who, the, who, cares, yeah, who cares anymore? Cares, man. All right. We'll glaze over your yeah. Iraq tour. I won't go into too much detail, yeah. but you, you went you a lot of combat experience. And at this time, were you married? You married
2: your I, I was mother, married, yeah. I was your married, baby mama, yeah.
0: And you said, "Well, if
2: we here's how we keep this relationship going, let's have more children." <laughs> it you was know just what will make this was, work? More kids. That was the thing for me. It was like I just I do believe in having family. I believe in, yeah. I, I enjoy raising kids, even though I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? I had four kids with this woman, and you weren't home though. But I was gone a lot. You were always yeah. gone.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, she must have had to her credit. That's a tough role. And you had four children together. Yes. Four yes. kids over how many years? Uh, 10 years So basically every time you came home
2: was, For yeah. leave You were like
0: eh, let's, let's have one more no one, <laughs> Let's knock another one out I mean yeah. she was pregnant For over 10 years She's pregnant for basically Three, three Yeah a good amount years. of time Yeah and then raising four kids There might have been some resentment To go like Oh shit You know getting checks no, every week it's, But it's to be thi- such it's, a hard thing For a woman to do that
2: Right and that's one of the big things Like now in my marriage You know is is Finding that balance You know what I mean Like I'm not. I don't want to be a paycheck, right? I don't want to be. A pay- I want to be relevant in my yeah. kid's life. I want to be the guy that teaches them how to ride bikes. I want to be the guy that shows them how to throw a baseball. Yeah. I want to be the guy that's there when they're when they're happy, when they're sad, all around. I built a and, unicorn garden right. yesterday with my daughter. <laughs> there you go, a little unicorn. Well, for garden. years I wasn't was that. Magic. For years I thought I was being a good dad by showing up. And here's right. that paycheck. Here's the paycheck. Right. It's that. that was my father's mentality. Right. That's my father's that's mentality. That's that that's generation exactly. of like.
0: It doesn't matter what I do as a dad. Mike, we never said I love you. I don't remember hugging or anything, but he was the guy. He provided. And that was he. He goes, I'm the provider. That's his job. But you can be both. You can both provide. You You can both be emotional support. You You have to. to.
2: I think you know that first marriage, it it, it went south because of uh, multiple different reasons. But me not being home and not acknowledging that I need to be a dad that's relevant, uh, once I figured that out, you know? It was way too late and that's and it is what it is, right? You know, I'm I'm happier where I am now. I'm in a position where I'm I'm blessed to be able to take the kids to the bus, do my job right. and then pick them up from school. Yeah. Go to baseball practice, play catch, spend job. time with my wife. Like, you know what I mean? you're like,
0: lucky you can afford you have a job where you are your own boss, you're creating your own business. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that comfort, but it's it's trying to find that fine line and you you did that because you were a federal agent and we talked about the fact that you said you were doing response team. to Yeah, I was on a national catch, response. Yeah, a team. national response team to, to catch uh, fugitives. Fugitives. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> you were
2: hey. like hunt. You were like uh, Tommy Lee Jones in the fugitive. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, we we actually were using. We are fall under certain jurisdictions when it comes to that, and so we use their. Appro- Do you have any stories of crazy ones you caught? Uh, no, man. I'm just there's there's I mean. Sometimes we just get activated to McAllen, Texas, because that the, that was a hot spot for a long time of just laying up and finding dope and raiding houses and, and just taking all the, the hopefully the Why right there is that a, border, uh, it was just a one of those places to that Mexico? It, it's one of those places. That it is. It's border of uh, Mexico, but it's also one of the it's kind of the cities that are getting overran with drugs. Like the whole city seems to be corrupt. You know what I mean? From elders, from younger. So much money. What are you gonna do? Right. The average income there is about twenty-five to thirty thousand yeah. a year. And if somebody goes here's a hundred k, right? You're gonna start running dope.
0: I. I I would run, dope. right?
2: It's one of those things, yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds fine. That's that's exactly what it turns into, and so uh, it's everyone against us. You know what I mean? And so it was fun. It was fun as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: that's so bad, <messed laughs> man. Andy and I looked at each other like, "That's not fun." Uh, Everybody finds, fun finds joy like their
1: own park. way. Jamie. That's not fun. Fun no, Disneyland, but I, he's
2: like, everyone was against us. It was so much fun. It was that. It's that part of you the like military the that I miss. You know what I mean? It's that part of the the, the fear. It's that. Uh, the potential for death I don't know if for some reason you start growing accustomed to that lifestyle Here's your problem you dance that it's like the guys who jump off of the mountains in the
0: squirrel the flying squirrel suits' yeah. They're like oh it's such a rush yeah till so the one day it's not right no exactly well you're like there's a reason nine of your ten friends are dead right it's like you, you yeah know.
2: but and part of you wants to go out like that too though it's like I don't well, that's the guns blazing right I like ankles brass high i mean brass is up to the ankles high and you're still shooting till there's no rounds left and you turn your gun around and you hit him in the head with a freaking pistol I don't know you just
0: I he was talking about the guy they always talk to the survivor and he always says the same thing he goes you know what at least he went out doing what he loved well apparently he loves smashing into a mountainside at 120 <laughs> miles an hour because that's the way it's but one of those things once you man. like i listen i i went skydiving and all kinds right. of crazy shit and then once i had kids now i'm like oh jesus yeah. i need to stay alive
2: yeah. now i'm the opposite
0: well that's recent. I'm like oh, that intersection yeah. looks a little hairy i'll go around the block that's, you know, re- like,
2: that's recently happened to me because yeah. i had that heart condition we t- yeah you want to talk about that for a second yeah because that's, that's like, fine because
0: i think we as soon as you said it, it was like monster energy drinks yeah i knew you were doing like yeah Phedrine and caffeine right and stuff, exactly you, i'm doing fat monsters.
2: So i'm doing yeah. i'm doing uh pre-workouts i'm so doing regular tell coffee what happened with that so uh, my bar- my heart went AFib, which is uh, atrial fibrillation. It's just an irregular heart rhythm, and so the heart only beats uh, almost, almost a half beat. And so what ends up happening is that your bo- your blood starts to pull a little bit, and it could potentially cause uh, blood clots that'll turn into strokes, right? And so um, those are the- that was a fear. I-, I couldn't breathe very well because my heart wasn't doing a full. You didn't pump. know it. Oh no! I just you couldn't I, feel I it felt, in your chest. I felt it. I felt really weird, and I just said, "Ah, oh, you know what? Maybe just lay down and rest for a little bit." Uh, two days later, I decided, "You know what? This hasn't gone away. It's starting to scare me." Going up the stairs, I'm out of wind. Uh, I'm, if I stand up too fast, I'm about to pass out. I'm feeling weak, right? And mm-hmm. then so I'm thinking, "Like, man, dude, am I having a heart attack?" At 35, by at the way, 35 so years old. 35. Yeah. And so uh, we went to the doctor's, just a clinic down the street. And as soon as he checked my heart, you saw his eyes, like. We need to get you to ER. you know. And we looked at each other like, oh, my gosh, what what's going on? And right. he's explaining, he goes, you need to go to the ER. They're going to have to reset your heart. I'm like, what? And so you get to the ER, <laughs> and they're pumping all kinds of stuff. Because my heart rate was through the roof. Here I'm come talking. the jumper
1: cables. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's exactly what ex- happened. It's exactly. Yeah, It's crazy because you get there, and they give you all kinds of medication. Because my heart was beating, trying to keep up with the proper amount of heart rate it needed. Uh-huh. It was at a 170 to 200 beats per minute, which is similar to a sprint. And so their fear is like your heart's gonna give up soon. It's just it's three days of you just sitting here not doing nothing. Also now you come to ER, they're terrified. I'm gonna go into cardiac arrest. All right. And so we're taking medicine. My wife's signing papers saying like worst case scenario he can die from this procedure, and we're freaked out. You know what I mean? The kids. My mom I'm looking, over, I'm looking
0: yeah. over at your wife, and she's like, Yeah,
2: yeah, that happened. Yeah, my wife flew. I mean, my mom flew in. Her mom flew in. They're watching the kids. We're there for three days trying to figure this out. And finally, they put me down. They put me under, and uh, yeah, they restarted the <laughs> <my> heart. <laughs> they, 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 they put they you they down. put you down. Yeah. Wait, hold uh, on. Okay, do we're going to have to, to put dog. you down. Yeah.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back <laughs> up. I think you're using that word improperly.
2: Yeah, so they put me under. So you have anesthesia? to go under. Yeah.
0: Anesthesia, you're out. And then some guy just goes, Well, let's light this fuse. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. And it jacked it. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, they shocked it. And so it went back to a normal rhythm. They Popped watched me for another day in the hospital. Um, everything looked and said, good. said, hey, lay off the monster energy yeah. drink. It, well, and they said that's the cause. Well, they say that's the cause for a lot of people with AFib at my age, right? Because right? AFib is something that's very common in women over 60. It's just very common for some reason their heart to start doing that. Right. But for people that are younger, especially men, it's usually overuse of caffeine. Yeah, and so the electrical side, of the heart gets kind of confused, and then boom, it just doesn't start. Kids are right. dying. Oh, hands down. Do you uh, know
0: there's caffeine overdoses? People, yeah. kids are doing like spoonfuls of caffeine yeah, yeah. in high school. It's and the, then they're like, "Why did I die?" It's the same as the guys in
2: the club that were doing uh, Red Bulls and vodka. Yeah, right? it's the same concept. <laughs> yep, it was. Thrown Which up. is
0: always to me it's like, "Hey, I want to drink that that jacks my heart and also brings yeah. me I, down." I need a downer. I need a downer. At the same hopper. time, let's get real weird. We, that's an Irish coffee. Yeah, that's what we call it. That's
2: them. how you start a freaking tornado in the world. Crazy. Yeah, wow. So that changed everything for me. I started thinking about everything, man. Like, life insurance i started thinking like man what am i doing the life decision i'm making like do i really need to try and be the biggest dude in the room like i don't care anymore you know what i mean I'm you gonna, don't want to be as an actor no man i don't want to i'm going to try i'm going to try and drop a lot more weight cuz yeah. it's healthy it's just it's healthy. Also healthy yeah let's go back a little bit so you had that you had four
0: children yes. with uh with your first wife yes. and it uh it obviously didn't work Yep. and we you you took sole custody or did you guys split custody
2: custodial parents i'm the custodial parent so they live with me at all times
0: Okay, but they visit. Are they, are they, they still... vi-
2: Yeah, they're allowed to visit a certain amount of times. And she
0: didn't want. Did she fight you for custody? Uh,
2: yeah, she fought, but I she fought did. harder. <laughs>
0: okay, well, this is I mean, these are things. Cause yeah, a lot of my friends are going through that, and we always talk about yeah, it. Well, it's, it's so good. interesting to me about how. What it did was, did they have to get on the stand and go? I want to live with my father.
2: No, no, it was it was this weird thing where, she said she wanted to try and get her life together, so she said, "Can you take the kids for at least a year?" And I was like, "Of course." And so, was she having other problems that, she, substance she, abuse problems or something? Yeah. yeah yeah. She was trying to yeah. But you know To uh,
0: be fair She was a woman Who was all of a sudden Alone with four kids And I'm sure she was Dealing well, with her own during, issues
2: During the divorce she, just, she, I think she was hoping To get a lot more Out of the divorce That she did And once right. uh, she wasn't Didn't receive the amount Of money that she was hoping I think uh, that started To become an issue For financially being able To you know, to live the lifestyle hard. That she wanted I guess Right And so once I got the kids uh, I kind of went back To the court And said hey I wanted to make this permanent You know she gave it to me For a year Let's do what we can do So we did the paperwork And we had to go back To court uh, we went back to court. Uh, the court initially gave them to her, and then I did an emergency hearing to do a full custody battle. And when I did that, I ended up winning.
0: That must have been so hard to go through for it, you and
2: the kids. Like, you would be in court, and the kids would be there, and you'd be like, seal it. No, they, they weren't even there. It was just, oh my it God. Was like they were, they were already They were in Washington. They were in Texas, and then the next minute they're back in Washington. And it's like, what the hell's going on? You know, like, they're confused as much as, as I was. I would be just so distraught oh, was, if my I two was, kids were taken away from me. I was broken. I was, I was broken. And, and I, could, I couldn't imagine, like, I just had him for a year straight for the first time in my life. You know what I mean? And I'm raising him alone, and and, and I'm really, really... And
0: you had already... Were you still a
2: federal agent at the time? Or you yeah, I at... was. I was. I actually asked for a training job so I could just be an instructor. Right. regular basic nine-to-five job, and I could uh-huh. be there. And, and so I started growing, like, realizing how important it is to be a dad in their life. Right. You know what I mean? And so once they got taken from me, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, everything I was so proud of having and, and, and working on, it, it's just gotten taken from me. But when I went to court, I had a good lawyer, and I really showed why they were in a better position being with me, one, right. financially, two, structural, three, uh, all the recreational stuff we do on the side as well. Just everything showing that, hey, I'm just a better-suited parent at the time. Right. You know what I mean? And the, the court went my way. It was just a blessing. It doesn't Which normally, is rare, right? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't only go that way.
0: It normally goes towards the mother, I would Correct. say. Correct, right. More right. often than not. But there's
2: there's situations in there and why you know yeah. I was. and so, It's Kramer
0: know. versus Kramer. What? Why does it say that a father can't be a better parent? A... Um, that's a
2: crazy story. So all of a sudden you have... Four yep.
0: kids. You're a single guy working. Were you still? Did you continue to the federal agent? Uh,
2: I stopped being a federal agent about a year and a half ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. You still. You you had started all the drinking bros and the Article 15 yeah, clothing and, and the black rifle while you were still a federal agent. Yes, with that was everybody. All,
2: that was all the. Well, I would say those guys helped start everything. I just kind of am a character in everything. You know what I mean. You are a character. Yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> true. You are the character. And then it started getting to the point where Article 15 was making uh, enough money where I could probably sustain myself yeah. by itself. Uh, but I was traveling still with that response team, and it was just busy, gone a lot. What, just, what, who watched the kids when you were gone? At that time was my other wife, uh, my second wife. So you, how long between divorce and marriage? Uh, so we were separated. We, we probably got separated in 2011 yeah. and then got remarried in 13.
0: And your wife, your beautiful wife, who's this here right my, now. is my third wife. Oh, this is third wife. I thought you were number two.
2: Oh, Andy, no. help me. <laughs> You're on your own. You're on your own. Okay, yeah. let's back up. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Yes, number two okay. was uh, is one of those situations where I know going to court, I wanted to look more structured. Mm-hmm. I was going to prove that I was a better suited sure. household. And so we got married right before the uh, okay. custody battle. And that that, one, that was just never going to work. It just was the worst decision I've ever made. You we, were probably doing it to go because you the thought kids. it.
0: You thought I yeah. need to stabilize this for the kids, and yeah. it wasn't a great match. Right. That ended quickly. Yes. Okay. Let's jump to wife number three. There she is. How do you feel about being wife number three? How do you feel? And you have a. You he's number two for you. Yeah. Yes. All right. So you guys are really experts at this point yeah. about marriage. Yeah, we I mean, figured You it know out. your yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: yeah, we figured it out. Yeah, we figured out what we didn't want, what we did want. It's one of those things where. Um, and it's Brady um, Bunch. You came with two two kids. Yep. And I you my have four, four, right? And so and we now put them all into one. And household. now it's six. And you, I got
0: to tell you guys, you guys are uh, you're, you're well suited. You are a perfect couple. Appreciate it. Don't you feel that I, way? I,
2: no, we really do. Yeah. It was a weird thing, man. I was yeah. going through my divorce. Um, she's best friends with a buddy of mine from the Border Patrol. She uh, married her best friend. Okay. And so that's kind of the small circle where we kept seeing each other, I guess, through social media. And I finally reached out, um, you know, explained my situation like straight up. Like, you know, my, I'm going through the divorce. It's happening soon. She, she doesn't live here anymore; more. She's completely separated. But uh, that's my situation. And I was like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a long-term woman, friend, loyal, uh, and, and just raise a family together. You know, and, What did you think when he reached out to you?
0: No, actually, yeah. We, we need a microphone. We, I, I'm t- I don't know why I'm talking here. I forget you don't have a microphone. Here. What, what did you think when he reached out to you?
2: Um, I don't know. When we started talking, it was pretty serious. And then we just, everything we talked about, we had a lot in common. Like yeah. what we wanted out of life with our kids together. So, so yeah.
0: It was, really, it was really serious right out of the shoot, which is always the yeah. best first date. Let's get real serious about it. Yeah. So you, you knew right out of the shoot that this wasn't just like a, a weekend hookup.
1: Yes. Well, and he was in El Paso and I was in San Antonio.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I pretty much told her, I was like, look, I don't, need new, I don't need more friends. It's either if you're interested in being serious, let's start talking those But you things. guys didn't even know each other. No, we didn't. And, but it didn't matter. Like I, so I know was, crazy, I know attra- right? I know you just knew. I knew I was attracted to her. Sure. You know, I followed her throughout her, her well, you know, she's, soul she's a beautiful woman. a beautiful yes. woman. I'm pretty uh, sure everybody's attracted <laughs> to her. That's not, that's not.
0: A, I'm like, it's like, you know that hot
2: chick? I was oddly attracted to her. Yeah, we all are. That's what we like, hot chicks. <laughs> It was like the conversations were, you know, it was one of those things like, look, there's there's not going to be, you know, the, the reality is we're 30s, you know what I mean? It's like, you're going to have to either settle in or am I, I don't want to have five divorces. Uh, I got married for
0: the first time at like 48 years right. old. So you're definitely, and Andy? Still waiting.
2: <laughs> and Andy is
0: 83 years old. There you go. He yeah. looks pretty good <laughs> for 83. No. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's such a great story that it just, you both were like... It's something to be said about being honest out of the shoot, and I tell my wife that because yeah. when we first dated, she had she was like, "I don't need a big wedding," I don't know, you know, and, and all of a sudden she lied, <laughs> lied, lied. I still remember, it. she goes, "Yeah, I lied to you. I totally lied. Yeah. We're I, having a big wedding." Yeah, but it's I I'm such a fan of going, "Hey, man, here, this is me." These are all my flaws. Right. Here's what I want. And hopefully you feel the same way. Right. And if not, then why was, waste time? That was exactly it. I think as yeah.
2: a third day of talking, it was just kind of like I, I said, I was like, look, I'm not talking to anyone else. Uh, I'm setting up my life to, it's just you. And I've so, canceled it, all the rest of my meetings. <laughs>
0: Cancel my meetings for the no, day. No, because it's, it's and I.
2: you know, I just want her, I want her to know like. You know, you're you're it for me. Okay. And let's just continue on this and try and go slow slow. Did you were you playing hard together? Were you like, Yeah, let's do this? No, I agreed. Like we both wanted the same thing. Yeah. So Yeah, that's work. for real. Yeah. I told her I told her day three, someday I'm gonna marry you on a beach. So uh Date three. Day three. Day three, yeah. Day <laughs> three. <laughs> three. Yeah. Day three talking. I said, you know what? I'm pretty sure someday I'm gonna marry you on a beach. And uh two 2000- thousand day three for me is like, Oh man, I hope we have
0: sex. That's <laughs> <laughs> I feel like date three is always sex, right? Like date, if you don't put out by date three, there's no date four. Andy, I feel like <laughs> he's
1: getting married on a beach. He's on day three. What a smooth
0: mf'er.
2: Yeah, yeah that's it. So in two thousand eighteen, we're gonna actually go and do the the full ceremony. Okay. We haven't. We just kind of. I better get
0: invited. I'll be really upset if I. Oh, don't you get will.
2: It's gonna be in Puerto Rico.
0: I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you.
2: Yeah. No, man, we just uh, we just got the families together, you know, we've gone through some 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 legal matters with with both sides and sure. just getting everything organized and you know, right now everything's rolling, the kids are so attached to each other right now. Like when you talk blended families, you, you, you the fears are are they going to blend? You know what I mean? And and these kids blended so well like right away, like my house is very structured. What are the ages? Do they them yeah, yeah, are they overlap or the yeah, same yeah, it's age? Yeah, 4, 7, seven. Nine, eleven, and fourteen, and the seven-year-olds we call them twins because they're exactly the same, man. That's a, crazy. Yeah. How close are their birthdays? Uh, three, months. three months. Yeah, four months. Four go. months apart.
0: Yeah, and there's boy That's and girl. That's gonna be awesome to have someone come in the house
2: to be like, hey. Yeah, it's a trip. It's it's been it's been like it's one of the things like everything's kind of rolling in. It's it's a puzzle piece. It fit and it's working. So the kids. Do you do you run it a little bit like your father sometimes? Oh, one hundred percent. 100%. There's so much structure in the house. Kids, Get up! Those kids take care of themselves. They you, do. They do. You know, yeah, those, The four-year-old's the only one that we, we're still, you know, and, and right. rightfully so. He's four. But the seven-year-olds, they make their own lunch for school that end of the day. I mean, that feels like a TV show right there. <laughs> the, 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 the 60 U the, Yeah, the, it's crazy yeah that's cool. crazy man. you know we're going through it all man we have every age group you know we have the, the, the four year old who's who's still learning uh, his independence you know we have the 14 year old that she's going through all of her social media issues and friends and, and boys is it know? weird for her
0: that you're like the social media juggernaut I think she's it like actually, my dad is actually I
2: think she likes it she does like yeah. the attention it seems like she's the kind that likes attention she almost that's almost the issue is that she wants to try and get attention too and I'm like right. no that's not healthy for a girl to try and beg for that attention in the manner that she was trying, you know, she's not getting enough likes on social media. She deletes a picture. I'm like, what? Post whatever the hell you want. Who you, gives a shit? What you I can one delete thinks? pictures. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're like, damn, that one. People stuck do forever. do that, right? I didn't. I like, I never delete anything. No, man. I I think twice before I post it. I'm the same. I'm very, very. I, I, and you it, have to tell her that yeah. because sometimes you know, people who are hiring people, the first thing they go and look at is your Facebook picture. And if every picture is you with a margarita. <laughs> In your hand, they're gonna go, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. It's really careful. That's who you are.
2: Yeah, my my social media is as honest as it could possibly be. It totally is. And
0: that's why people have, I think, flocked to it because you're the real deal. And people see that in your videos and your photos and all the stuff you guys are doing with uh, Article 15 that's why people connect. Right, it's the yeah. only way
2: to connect over the internet. I've never been afraid to 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 admit that I fucked up. You know what I mean? I screwed up my life. And yeah. That, and that's really what it is. Like you have to. And that's how do you get better by identifying that. And the funny
0: thing is is everybody has screwed up. Yeah. We all have.
2: Yeah, more than one. I tell these yeah.
0: horrible stories of just doing stupid stupid things right. and and we all have and so the the more you own it, I think it almost makes you more uh likable to people yeah, out there. They all can find something they can, you know, uh, they yeah. all have in common. Well, we could... Honestly, I, dude, I could hear these stories forever and ever. We're, we have to cut at some point. I, I wrap everything up with a couple of questions. Okay. Um, what are uh, some traits from you that you hope your children do get?
2: Man, I hope they uh, hope they have a passion in whatever field that they decide and, and just go 100% at that. You know what I mean? I, I've seen... Uh, my kids not fall in love with anything yet, right? They haven't fallen in love with a the sport. They haven't fell in love with a the craft. They haven't fell in love with the, uh, an instrument. Right? Yeah, right. And it's like, why? You know, I fell in love with baseball at four. I did You too. know? And it's one of those things like, I want them to fall in love with something and soon and then just just do that until they die. You know what I mean? Just right. enjoy it. You know? And so hopefully they find passion in something soon, man, because I think that's that's where you find your your, your Man, you're amazing athletes, you're amazing uh, musicians. Whatever the case is, they find passion early, and, and they do it for the rest of their life. That's a great thing. What is a trait that you have that you hope your kids do not get? Uh, uh, I'm very short-tempered, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jeez, I wonder where that came <laughs> <Yeah>. from. <laughs> no, you know, I have... I have. Do you? Because
0: every time I've hung with you... I mean, oh, I'm
2: real chill, man. But You're, you're it, you the know. chillest guy. Yeah, but I feel you, like you don't even have to have a
0: temper because but, people...
2: Yeah, I guess, but at the same time, when you're raising the kids, you know, it's a different. It's, you put on a different face, you know. Yeah. They I'm not their friend. I'm their dad. You know what I mean? And there's a big difference there. And when they start to see me as dad, I have to turn on the. Oh, they start to see me as their friend. I have to turn on the dad mode again. And sometimes it's putting them, putting them in check. With puts them to tears. But I think you need that, right? That's the part of the grounding is like, hey, identify it real early that there's always going to be some kind of subordinate in every situation, in leadership, in work, uh, and everywhere. And you're so alpha in, dog. Yeah, and in this house, I run it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you had, uh, have they f- Have they fought back on that? You don't know uh, me,
0: Dad. You don't know anything about me. Tommy and I are going to be married.
1: I yeah. love him
2: so much. Nothing, yet. I've had one of my sons, he's got a, man, he's got a terrible attitude. And so that guy, he's. I've heard him sometimes say, like, I hate my life. And you're like, oh, really? Let me take away everything nice, you know, That's and then amazing, let's see how man. bad you hate that. Let's go live outside for a week. Let's go see how you like that one. You know what I mean? But. You know, the thing with guys like me, you, all of us in this room, is is we provide for our family. We give them everything we didn't have. And, like, how, how do you not make them spoiled? How do you—I don't we, know. I don't know because— We're, we're screwing them up. <laughs> my
0: two-year-old just got one of those motorized cars. Yeah. She's two. She has a princess Jeep. She drives around the backyard in circles at two. I know. I, I didn't— what? I, didn't I have a car I was like you, 18 years you, old What's just, wrong. You got we got to find a way to keep them grounded, man. I don't know if I can, man. It's they're tough t- there. But I, see, I'm I'm kind of the sucker. I'm like, "Oh god, okay. I'm, the, I'm the sucker for the I'm girls. I'm a big sucker for the, the girls. The girls just
2: give me like puppy eyes and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever you want." That's why Ain't I didn't more. want any boys. Yeah. Everyone's like, "You don't <laughs> do you want a boy to carry on your name?" I'm like, "No." Oh, oh man. The boys hate me. I know
0: they do. <laughs> and the funny thing is, you know when you get older, girls are the ones that take care of their parents. Yeah. Boys just leave. So f those boys. All right, <laughs> I'll leave you on this. Uh, what is a, a mantra, um, a slogan, something you would pass on to your kids where you, like maybe it's something your father said to you, uh, just like a one sentence thing, how to live your life?
2: Uh, you know, this one baseball player buddy of mine, he used to say, You can't break me, you know? And that's when he would go up in the mound and someone hit a home run. He'd just look him right in the eye, get the next pitch and hit the next dude right in the back, right? And he'd be right. Like, you can't break me. And that's something that I've held with me for a long time. It's like, no matter all the bad stuff in our life and just life, it always yeah. seems to find a way to kick you in the nuts. It's, it's you know, stare back at us. You, you can't break me. You know That's what I mean? so good. That's a, God, a- Andy, everybody's come up. We've had some really good ones. You have good guests.
1: That's so, and
0: I kind of catch them off guard and I throw it at them and yet everyone kind of comes. It's so funny. The people who have all been on here are such successful people that they all have this thing that they live by. I kind of, I totally agree with that. Yeah. You have to have amnesia. Yeah, It's like when you see a professional golfer Who be, wins a be tournament Dory. Be like Dory Yeah he puts one of the Yeah, <laughs> Forget it yeah. No, Not Dory uh, You but, know what like I'm talking Dory, about Like Jason I know Dory She yeah. doesn't remember anything yeah. Well yeah that's what I'm saying like, Be like I, Dory I love that he doesn't even go with Jason Bourne Or somebody no, else man. He you goes like, right for Dory We got kids I know Be like Dory Trust me we've watched forget, Dory enough. Forget whatever happened You can't break me Which yes. is a key to go like yeah. Listen especially listen If you're coming to Hollywood Yeah You can't Nobody can break you To go yeah. like You're you You're a commodity like our kids to go, you're a commodity. People are going to want you, and if they don't, then it's their loss. Yeah, that's the key to go. Yeah, you're not going to break me. I'm going to get through this whole thing. So, oh, yeah. dude, you are a rock star. I'm going to list some things again because I want people to come find no you problem. online. Uh, Vinny, Vincent Vargas, uh, Rocco, Big Poppy. They can find
2: you. Do your Instagram account. Yeah, my Instagram is a uh, Big Poppy underscore official. That's big, and then Poppy spelled P A P I underscore official. Twitter. Uh, Twitter is going to be Vinny Thinking. It's uh, Vinny underscore thinking, and then what if they just Google you. Yeah, They're, just you're Google. Yeah, honestly. Off. If if you just Google Vincent Rocco Vargas, uh, the, the Article 15, Article Black 15, Black Rock Coffee, I, I own Warfighter Tobacco,
0: uh, <laughs> and your movie stuff- range, shoot. range Fifteen <laughs> is still out. It just yeah, it came out last year, it, blowing up. Know? It was on. I, I got an Netflix? audition.
2: I got an audition tomorrow That's for something right. big. We're so. gonna work on that. Uh, you're a rock star, man. I
0: can't thank you enough. Big thanks to my producer, Mr. Andy Lerner.
1: Pleasure. Thank
2: you, Andy.
0: Uh, and that is it. We're gonna have to have you back because oh, we have to sure. have more stories. Sure. Um, uh, special thanks to my guest today, uh, Vinny Vargas, and we'll see you guys next time here on Father Time.